Мы. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Conversations with my cousin. Start, Cuzzo Michelle with one L, and her cousin, of course, her cousin, Shay Lachey, and these ladies are out here doing the streaming live on Streamyard with empowerment, elevation, and enlightenment. And I'm telling you, these two ladies are not here to offend nobody, but sometimes things are just too funny. Not to talk about. And that's what they're gonna do. So please tune in every week, live stream. And if you miss them, you can catch them on their Facebook or any kind of social media page. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, yes. everyone. Welcome, y'all. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Conversations with My Cuz. I am Shay Lachey. And it's me, your girl, Michelle, with one L. Thank you guys for joining us. And welcome back to another fabulous episode of <laughs> Conversations with my cousin, the number one podcast in America. All right. If that's not true today, it will be true it tomorrow. Will be. You got to speak that thing into existence. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't tell us we're not about to be the yes. number one. Yes. Well, I want to toast to us being the number one. I want to toast to it, too. All right. So we'll go on and welcome to the well toasting, toasting to, to being number one. Yes. Number one podcast. Number one TV show. Now mm. we're gonna speak it bigger. We're gonna speak mm. it bigger. Mm. Bigger. You heard me? All right. Put that over there. So Kazo. I know you was getting ready to say What's that. I beat you to it. That's okay. As long as one of us is on it. Yes. <laughs> What's so, been going on, girl? It's been well, a week. Been going on, as I got glasses on this time. You know, I never Me wear too. Glasses. Me too. I'm doing it because I'm having an um, eyelash issue. Oh, okay. <laughs> Camouflage. Let's keep well, it funky. <laughs> well, we don't want them popping off, mm -hmm. you know, in the middle of yeah, the show. Yeah. I kind of slept in these and... Well, they're not really, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, but that's another story. Anyway, so what's been happening, girl? I've been kind of, um, this week has been, right, this strong, has been um, pretty mellow. I haven't had anything too crazy going on. Um, just been working and getting ready for back to work, being back in the office. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I feel like I'm never off because, you know, I work six days a week. Seven plus, days a week with plus this you show. do this, right? Yeah. So I'm 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 never off. But um, yeah, it was a good week. Always. Are you week. are you expected to go back, or are you thinking that they won't do that to you? Well, they said June, but every time we get closer to the time, they always extend it. I don't know. They're not going to let us back in that building because they would have to do too much. It's going to cost too much money. I think we're going to do the on on one week, off one week type thing. Oh, okay. But we're we're slotted for July, um, so. It's giving me a little bit of like angst about it because you know I've really kind of settled into this work from home life. But yes, um, I guess it's, I'm you know I'm gonna go where the money tells me to go. You so. gotta do what you got to do until until, the until we are the number millions. one. Until the millions are coming. <laughs> yes. You know, we're gonna speak a lot of stuff into existence today. Yes, we are. How yes, about that? Abundance. Abundance, abundance, and vulnerability. Absolutely. Yes. So you know what's funny is that. 
I have a TikTok account, right? I don't use it. I don't really know. I just go on there. I watch videos sometimes. I think the videos are funny. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how to make a video. So yesterday I put a post up and I was like, you know, how do you TikTok? You know, what do you do? Like, is, is that how you say it? Is that a thing you say? Hey, I'm going to go TikTok. What do you, I mean, what? <laughs> I think it's, I'm going to make a TikTok. I'm going to make a TikTok. I, so I asked, right? So people was like, you just do it. You just do it. I'm like, okay, well, here comes my daughter. You know, she wants to throw a wrench in my fun time. Hmm. And she, she told me that I needed to go and sit down somewhere. Mm. You know what you should have told her? You should have told her she's a dream killer. <laughs> so you dream killer. I, I sort of said gonna that. going to be great. I sort of <laughs> said that to some degree. Like, oh, God, you spoil all the fun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but no, see, my vision, but see, Jerome, you know, Jerome came on too and was like, no, he was saying whatever he was saying. So he was co-signing Tisha and her stuff. And I was like, I was looking at it more of a marketing and promotional type of thing, not to be doing like silhouette challenges and all that stuff. No, milkshake brings all the boys yeah. to the yard. I want to do a little it's twerk or two. Y'all. So I was like, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to do it for that, for the challenges and things like that. I wanted to, because I've seen like people do the, um, the, uh, the, the promoting their businesses and their products and things, and they do it in a fun way. Right. So I was like, that would be an interesting thing to do if I knew how to do it. We're going to research it because they can't stop us. We are still the grownups in control of our own lives. That's and they don't have keys to the house, so they can't stop us. So there. You know, sometimes my kids, like TJ had threatened me one time before, too, when I had said a while back, before I even had the TikTok, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get on there and I'm going to do that. He was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was they like, don't want to see us on there. They think we, we're not, you know, we're not cool. It's for young people. But I think that I don't, um, I'm not going <laughs> to get on there and be like extra. I'm not doing no challenges. I'm not doing no. They don't know that. Things. They don't know that. You know, they, they probably like, oh my gosh. Now I got to deal with my mother on here as well. <laughs> people pressing like and trying to get at her. She's going to do Hey, boo. They it's might. Wet I, you know, I don't know how that thing works, but I'm not going to do that, kids. No. Okay? Kids, I just want to market. And she's like, well, if you do it for anything other than that, it's stupid. She said. Oh, but it's good. Okay. <laughs> if I promote and market, then I can do that. But she said anything other than that is stupid. And anybody else that does it is stupid, too. I'm, calm down, Ooh. sister. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, sister. Oh, she was upset. She don't want you on there. Well, TikTok is not for I'm not, you know, it's not for me. Well, we'll that see. Way, that way. We'll see. We'll Elijah see. Was like, Might get no. good to you. Elijah said, just go on and be inspired and just do what's on your heart. You know, Elijah with his with his because Elijah loves he's, TikTok. He does, yeah. yeah he and does he has TikTok. a whole TikTok following. So well, she's going to be all right because she can't stop us. And that's the thing. I'm she's going to talk it about out. it. I'm yeah. going to figure it out. And she's just going to have to. D- right. Thank you, Miguel. She's a hey. Because they wouldn't have wanted us to do this if they, you know, like, come on, y'all. What are you doing? You know, sit down somewhere. They told us to sit down somewhere. So I'm like, and what we thing about, um, would we have not wanted our parents to do? I didn't want my mother to do nothing but be my mama. Like, I didn't even want to share her with my friends. Like, what y'all doing here? Y'all don't go ahead. 
Right now, we didn't have all of that, you know, TikTok and things. But I, what I did, what, what did, what used to irritate me was my mother used to try to be talking slang in front of my kids. And I, y'all need to chill out. Yeah, I used to be like, if can you, you just go in the room? Like, why? <laughs> why are you here? I'm here. Like, what? Or coming out there That's... saying stuff, and and you'd be like, and my friends is looking, and I'm sitting there like, my friends thought it was cool, and I'm like. Could you just leave now? Like, yeah, it was. But we're we're different parents. I think we're much uh, more up to date than our parents were. So it I was agree. really like they was coming out of the stone ages with whatever they were saying, and then they want to yeah. try to act like, yeah, like we don't even say that anymore. No, but, but we they look at me it. crazy we if I. We they look at me crazy if I try and say stuff and they be in here like my um niece, she always be like, when I say something, she'd be like, I'm weak. Did you hear her? Like, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Tisha like, thinks I'm pretty cool though. Like Tisha, like if she's on the phone and I call her and she's with her friends, I say cool things and her friends be laughing like, oh, your mother's back. I'd be like, see, they like me. She better As like, they should. my mom. That's it. Too much fame, huh? Too yeah, much fame. Oh, so you hating on my popularity with your friends and all of that. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I see where this is going, sister. Well, we'll figure it out, girl. I'll help we you. Sure you know, will. I always got your back. They're going to yeah, be mad at both of us. I guess you're so stupid number one, and I'm stupid <laughs> number two. But listen, when I thought about the TikTok, I was including you in the in it. I'm sure. And that's nope. why she let you know that if anybody else, they're stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it. I caught it. It's fine. <laughs> I'll like, be your well, huckleberry. I don't care. We're going to make a video, and we're going to um, we're gonna promote conversations with my cousins. That's right, because we need it. And the brand. Why not? And then we're going to get Thank followers. You. And it just, I don't know. I'm looking really Get weird. But, you know, I'm having issues over here with my computer, just so you guys know. So I got to say this. So if it looks like I'm looking off into the far distance, it's because. She's looking at our future, baby. <laughs> I have to look at the screen, which is kind of up a little bit. So just don't think I'm not paying attention, guys. I just want you to know. So, okay, that's that. All right. Now so, it's time for before one uh -oh. before we go. We need to shout out our chat. We have not done that. You start. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I see Jerome in the house. I see Rome, Miguel. I see uh who else is in here with I see us? Rhonda is always Jeanette. She's Jeanette said, Hey you guys. You're gonna turn it on. The electric company, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're gonna bring you the power. <laughs> I that see Rhonda in the house. Rhonda always is watching. We love and appreciate you. Glad you're here. Key is always with us. Always, um, always. Glad to have you guys. Wait, what did Jerome say? It didn't matter if I don't want my mom doing anything. She was doing what she want anyway. Fortunately, my mom was dopeness. His mother was a Gemini. So there's that. Just okay. want to say that. I don't want to speak any ill will against Jerome's mother. She's a Gemini. You want to talk about me? I'm right here. I can talk about the Gemini. I have the two of you. Yeah, you do. Well, anyway. I said nothing. Get... Yeah, okay. Go ahead. All right. Go now it is time for our segment, Conversations with My Cuz. That is not the name. That is not the name. <laughs> 
All right, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get it together. Get it together. Come on, lady. Here we go. Now it's time for the segment. Let me ask my cuz. Let me ask my cuz. You couldn't get the song out because I messed you up, right? That's why why I paused because I was like, wait, that is not right. What am I going to (laughs) say? Conversations with my cuz? No. That wasn't going to work. That wasn't going to work. All right. So, Shelly Shell, I got a question for you. Pretty hilarious. I don't know if it's hilarious, but okay. here it is. I prefer my boyfriend when he's drunk. What (laughs) should I do? That's that's the lead in. Here's the question. My boyfriend drinks a lot, doesn't have a proper job, suffers from depression and anxiety, and is generally very grumpy. When he's drunk, he's great. Confident, social, fun, and sweet. When he is not drunk or drinking, he's sweetness behind. He's very hard to be around. I really like him and I see the beauty and sweetness behind it all. He doesn't seem to want to change. It should be an initiative that comes from himself. I know, and he is running, ruining his life. How can I help and what should I do? Hmm. So she has a project. She does have a project. Is what she's saying. So she has a project. So he's a, he's she only likes him when he's drunk. She says. Yeah, he's fun because he's not so depressed he's or an enabler because it benefits her, but not him. Selfish mother. She needs to break up with him because she's she's bad for him. Hmm. I think. What do you think? So exactly so she can help by breaking up. That'll help him. Yes. Because if the alcohol is an is fun for her. That means that she probably gives him alcohol. It also means that she's not investing in his overall mental health, exactly. right? Because if she's saying that he has depression and anxiety, she doesn't want to deal with that. So she just lets him continue yeah. on this self-destructive behavior, right? right? And it's exactly. fun until it's not. Because exactly. he's either going to become like a, a super drunk or he's going to stop drinking and then all of those things that are going on with him as far as his mental health is concerned are going to um, come out tenfold. And then what? I think she's a horrible person. Oh. And I say that because anybody that says that her man suffers from all of these different things, depression, blah, 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 but... He wants, she likes him when he's drunk. Because he's fun. Because he's fun. So where's the benefit in that for her, for him? Because if that's your partner and you want what's best for your partner, it doesn't sound like she wants best for her partner. She wants what's best for herself. And it also doesn't sound like she has, she wants a future with him. Because if you were thinking long term, then you would want someone whole. So she's just in it for the moment. So I agree. I think she should just leave him because that would be the best thing for him because Because she's bad for him and she doesn't want the work. She doesn't want the project. I don't want the project either. Because if he does have an underlying problem or if he's an alcoholic, she's going to only going to enable it. Right. She's not going to tell him to stop because then he'll get better. And reminds me of that. Be fun. 
that episode of Good Times when Thelma's husband was drinking and he would go in the bathroom. He'd be arguing with her. Right. And then right. he'd go in the bathroom and had that bottle hidden in the in right. the back of the toilet and he would come back out like skilly up. Same thing. Yes, he is a grown man and he probably does know what his issues are, but what most of us, well, addiction is something real serious. And whether you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna do anything about it. You know it when you lay down with yourself at night, but you get up and you drink it away or smoke it away away. or whatever your your advice is. A partner that is actually enabling you or helping you or adding to your problem, that's not helping at all. Correct. Mm -hmm. One of the signs of alcoholism is being depressed and grumpy when not drinking. Yes, plus the alcohol may be masking mental health. Absolutely. Because when he's not drinking, he's probably mad and mean because he needs a drink. Yeah, they you might the cope it could be a coping mechanism, the Absolutely. drinking from the Absolutely. from the onset, and it's only getting worse and worse. So Absolutely. I agree. She needs to leave him because she, she doesn't really him. have his best or, interest at heart. If she's not going to leave him, she needs to at least let him know, listen, there's a problem. Let's let's fix the problem. Now it's up to Correct. him if he decides to do it or not. But if you continue to enable him to just drink because you get pleasure in all of that, that's not cool. I agree. I agree. I'm with you. Right. Yeah. So um, good, good answer. Good answer. Survey says. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So um, we do have another question, but it seems like it took us a little bit of time to answer that one. So um, I think it might be a good opportunity for us to bring on um, one of our guests who's already in the studio. But before we do, um, we need to mention um, the guy who's not here. DJ Big Raw. DJ Big Raw is like not him. with us today. He like Sue. I did it like him. Oh Lord. <laughs> Good job. Good job. We miss him. He course. is at um another gig because you know we try and multiply ourselves out here. And so he's out doing another great thing for his Sunday right. fun day. Um, he'll be back next Sunday as usual. So um, for music selections, Michelle is going to drop a beat every now and again. She's been practicing. I'm going to sing. Oh, she's going to sing. Okay. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to apologize in advance because I, I like to sing. About the moon and the June and the spring. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. That's from watching too many Saturday cartoons together. No, that was a little, you know, I like, I love that cartoon. Yes. Well, we have two amazing guests for this evening. Um, Two wonderful um, men who have um, been able to come on the show this evening to address um, the issue that we're talking about this evening, which is Black men and therapy and and just overall um, mental health, right? Um, and just before we start talking about, um, our guests, I just wanted to say like some of the statistics that we're looking at when it comes to, um, our black men is that, um, African-Americans, um, depression occurs more persistently and is more resistant to treatment 
than those experienced by whites. Depression is the most common mental health problem in the United States. Um, Suicide is the third leading cause of death for young African-American men from ages 15 to 24. And African-American men are four times more likely to die by suicide than African-American women are. So it's a lot of statistics out there about um, why this is a topic that we need to bring to the forefront and we need to get the message out there to start getting the help. And those are statistics pre-COVID. So I imagine that number even higher, you know, so. Absolutely, absolutely. But I I just want, I see there was a question in the chat. Um, I'm not sure. Can we answer that question really quick? Who could keep the average dancer hyper as a heart attack? Nobody's smiling because your expression, the rhyme that I'm styling. Oh, he was joking. Was all a- jokes aside, what do you all feel about the Nubian nation, us as a pole slash culture five years from now? Us as a people. Slash us culture. as a people. Mm-hmm. What do we feel about the Nubian nation? Us as a people, culture, five years from now. So you're asking us, what do we feel you about- You made me read a rhyme out loud. I just- I don't know. Yes, 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 you did. Um I'm not sure if I'm understanding the question. Do you understand the question? Because he's asking. No. Okay. I don't know. That's to assume that we, you know, the Nubian nation. uh, It's. I'm assuming he's talking about us as a culture. I don't know. Nubian nation is capitalized, which tells me that that is the name of something. But then he put it in parentheses, us as a people. Well. Well. I think we should go on with our program yeah, and say our friend Gregory, um, we will look at that question Matt and try to address it at a later date. Email day. it to us and we yes. can bring it up on Let Me Ask My Cuz. Yes, let's do that. Because yes. what we really are talking about is just not only, but specifically about black men and therapy. And we want to make sure that we have time to address that right. properly. Absolutely. So, um, you have um, Nigel's bio. So oh, excellent. Be, hi. So, yeah, we our next guest is Nigel Seeley. He's a licensed clinical social worker working at South Beach Psychiatric Center Mental Health Outpatient Clinic. He graduated from Adelphi University with a master's degree in social work in 2012. After graduation, he pursued his interest providing direct care services to patients with chronic mental health issues. He began his clinical career in social work in 2017 and is currently a two-year candidate at the Institute for Contemporary Psychotherapy at the Trauma Studies Center, learning various treatment modalities to treat trauma. He will open his private practice to serve people who are on the exploration of self-discovery. He will focus on working with individuals of the BIPOC community to address the level of trauma to help his clients uncover their authentic selves. Nigel Seely enjoys personal development work and incorporates, incorporates these models into his therapy work with clients. Ladies and gentlemen. Nigel. Nigel Seely. Hi, Nigel. <laughs> hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Can you Good. hear me, y'all? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay, yes. great. Great, great, great. Thank Good. you for joining us. Yes. Thank I'm you. Happy to be here. 
Awesome. You awesome, two awesome. are a ball of fun. I was listening to <laughs> in the green room. Eating my, eating my fruits from the fruit basket. Uh, yes, we should have had some fruit for you back then. Uh-huh. Next time. <laughs> it was nice. Nigel, yes, you sir. heard those statistics I read? Yes, I did. Doesn't that hurt your feelings? It is. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's hurts. And it's a lot. Um, Especially then, in your line of work, right? Yes. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty... Uh, it's alarming. It's alarming. And we're talking about national statistics here. So we're looking at black men in America as a whole. And yeah. um, and I don't think it's said enough. Those statistics are read enough. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are surprised by that statistic. You know, um, right. these are the numbers. Right. These are the numbers. And um, it's a serious, serious uh, situation to look at. So. Right. Well, yeah. Michelle and I was talking about it, um, and this is how we even got into this area, just overall how um, therapy in the Black community, um, it, it's, it's not enough of it. Like, we just don't do it. And Black men, um, even less so, right? Because even mm-hmm. the couples therapy, women, we're willing to go, and men oftentimes um, will shun it overall, you know, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to their own personal health, even more so. And, you know, what what do you think is some of the breakdowns when it comes to that? Because there's a lot that's going on in our communities that's preventing these men from seeking the help. Like, yeah, so I, one thing I, I like to um have everyone think of this figure of a knight, you know, like the knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chivalry, bravery, um, heroic, war, um, fighter, you know, and with their armor, they protect, um, they protect, they wear armor to protect themselves, uh, from injury, from being exposed of their tactics, you know, so they're, when we think of of that night, I think of, um, men. You know, and and how we, you know, generally speaking, are kind of trained to be, you know, not really um, emotional and not really open to to some of the pains that we have. Um, but in war, men get hurt, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, men get yes. hurt. Uh, they they retreat. Um, some may recover. Some may die, some may, you know, have um, alterations as a result of war. So whatever injuries they may have, um, and they carry that on, you know. So that's what I think about in regards to um, to men, and um, what what I think this this concept of like vulnerability is like one of the most challenging, um, uh, you know, being ways of being to like to really have for black men. Um, and, 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 and in some ways, rightfully so, because historically, um, in America, you know, we, from the time of antebellum, you know, we're talking about pre, you know, uh, civil war, you know, we didn't have time (laughs) to be emotional. We had to be in the now. We had to be in the now. Surviving. Surviving, 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 surviving. And so that is in our DNA, that, it, that lives mm-hmm. in our DNA. 
A, it, it impacts us in how we go about day-to-day life in 2021. Anyone, any Black American man, any Black American in America, in the diaspora, not even just America, we're talking about the Caribbean, uh, all the diaspora, it's in our DNA to be in survival mode all the time. So, you know, it's it's really hard for us to sit and be with our emotions and be open to exploring what it is, you know, Mm -hmm. that's hurting us. Yeah. And I think that that goes way back to, like you said, culturally, you know, the man was supposed to be the strong man. He's the leader. He's supposed to be the head of the household. He's the one that takes care of everything and every, you know, the family as far as, you know, bringing the breadwinner. That was back then. (laughs) You know, things are different now, what I'm saying. (laughs) Because, you know, when we were growing up, therapy was unheard of in in the household. Yep. Like you, nobody was talking about therapy, and for the man to say, "Let me go and get some help," they would turn to alcohol mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and other things. And Absolutely, other things. yeah, right. We and actually, think- before uh-huh. you say something, I want to also bring on our other guest. Um, he has some technical difficulties, so just to bring him in, um, and just to say a little bit about him beforehand, um, Ashanti Uma, also known as Black Russian, um a child actor who went into the hip hop pioneering um, lifestyle when he was very young, um, got into fast money, um, that illegal activity eventually led him to prison, which um, led him to get back into um, kind of his religious life to stabilize himself after going through depression and having that time in his life where his mental health was affected by all of those other things that were in the background. Um, Thankfully, you know, um, coming out of prison, he was able to kind of get himself reacclimated to being, you know, someone in a society who started in um, a high life entertainment, which was another business, which ultimately led him to the business that he has now, which is His Majesty Unlimited. And this is one of his merch. So we are big supporters of him. Absolutely. So um, no further ado, Black Russian. Hey, what's going on? Welcome. <laughs> so glad that you got your technical yes. things in order. I'm actually on my phone. I have no idea what's going on, on my computer. Well, it's hopefully okay. that works because normally the phone becomes an issue, but you look good and you, you sound right. good. You and sound so good. Good, good. If, if you drop off, then Nigel's just going to take it over because he's been <laughs> hey, doing great. So How are you doing? Nigel, this is Black Russia. They don't What's know each on, other, but um, I don't know if you had an opportunity to hear some of the things that we were talking about already on the show, yeah. but I had um, you know, mentioned some t- statistics about um, black men and depression and, and suicide. And we were just talking about some of the reasons why, um, we men in particular, black men have not gone out to seek, um, therapy when needed. And Nigel made a good point to say that, um, you know, that black men walk around like knights in shining armor and they don't, go about seeking it because it goes against this persona of being that strong black man that doesn't need 
the help because they yep. are the backbone, right? Because that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I know that money sometimes is an issue as well. And mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to give you an opportunity to, you know, speak on that as well. Um, it's funny growing up, you know, I, I came, I come from a two parent household. My father was a very, very strong man. And actually most of the men in my community were strong. Um, I grew up in a community. We were very close knit. You had the poor family, you had the Morgan family, you had the blue family, the Carberries, the Urgents, the Alstons. And most of the men in these families, the fathers were very strong guys. Um, so therapy back then definitely I think for economic reasons, one, therapy was was not something that black families, period, not just black men, but black families didn't do because therapy, the idea of going to a psychiatrist meant that you had to be on a certain economic ladder. Um, secondly, yeah, I think there is a certain uh, stigma attached to strength in the black community that going outside of the community and or even going outside of your own household is a sign of weakness. They say airing your dirty laundry, right? right? Yeah, you know, even even amongst black people, it's it's okay if uh, certain black characters, uh, certain black celebrity say certain things, but if people outside the black community say it, and or if I go outside the black community and I say it, you know, that's that's problematic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned some of the things that I did. I also um, went to school. I went to school to be a therapist, to be a psychologist. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a family therapist. Um, I Is it because you saw the, I mean, I, you can answer, but I just, I know that there's, there aren't enough black male therapists. And was that one of the reasons why you wanted to do it? Or was it a quest for understanding your own mental? Well, it was it was a combination of things, and that was a part of it. I'm a, I'm a Muslim. I'm I'm a, I'm a Muslim. I practice Sunni Islam, and Islam, American culture is, is virtually diametrically opposed to Islamic culture. In Islamic culture, we have uh, laws, not only dietary laws, but we have sh banking laws, we have marital laws. There's all kind of laws that, and things that we have to abide by as Muslims, and it's very hard to go outside of Islam and get somebody to that understands what 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 that what that dynamic is like. Right. I give an example, Islamic dating, right? It's really it's, in Islam you don't really do a lot of free mixing. If you're really practicing Islam, you're not really doing the free mixing, men and women getting together. Whereas in American culture, it's absurd. How are you going to get with a woman if you don't date her? How what do you mean y'all just met a month ago, y'all getting married? No, you have to have this long engagement and you have to get to know her. So believe it or not, for Muslim, that's, that's a hard balance. Muslims are always looking for balance. So one of the reasons I wanted to become a therapist was because I felt like as black men and then as black Muslims, we need help. We're always mm -hmm. struggling yeah. for balance between our religious practice and the everyday practice. I, to this day, I still struggle. I grew up mm -hmm. in the street. You know, I was attached to the street by choice. But trust me, I have all kind of conflicts. I'm, I have a background. I grew up. I'm from East Elmhurst, Corona. A lot of people from hip hop. I was a part of hip hop. One of my best friends started a production company. That life is diametrically opposed to what Islam is saying. However, that's the life I live. I grew up in that environment. So okay. one of the reasons that that played a role in one of the reasons. Another reason, believe it or not, was I know a lot of powerful, really strong, empowered, beautiful black women. 
right? And they always seem to be in horrible relationships. Mm. It, it always seemed like really successful women were always tied to guys that they shouldn't be tied to. And I saw a lot of trauma with black women. I went to the school, College of New Rochelle. Mm. College of New Rochelle, mm. it's closed now, but primarily yeah. it was 90% yeah. women. And mm -hmm. I, I met a lot that of beautiful program. women in there. And I don't mean just physically. Yeah, they had, they had that nursing program. program. Right. Yes, the College yeah. of New Rochelle. They actually had a great nursing program. Mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the best yep. on the East Coast at one time. Um, and it used to be an all-girls school. Hence, they opened up the School of New Resources for older learners. Even though I was a younger learner, they opened it up for older learners. And the majority <laughs> of the people in the school were women. Mm -hmm. And I used to hear all kinds of just horrible stories about relationships mm -hmm. and i just to this day i just couldn't understand but 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 um i i looked at my relationships with women i have i come from a big family i have 10 brothers and sisters i have um five sisters one of my sisters passed away and then i have a lot of um you know papa was a rolling stone type thing so i have a lot of women i have a lot of women in my family i think i probably have more women in my family than men and the women we do my too. are very strong. Mm -hmm. yeah. So all of those things that then marital, you know, I, I just saw that, you know, black people, um, when I started looking at the data and at the numbers, black people just did not go to therapy the same way white people did. As a matter of fact, in the white population, once you reach a certain economic level, it's like therapy is automatic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, it's, yeah, if you're yeah. making X from amount young, of dollars, yeah, if you're making yeah. X amount of dollars, and you don't have a therapist, you're outside the norm. Mm -hmm. and but Atlanta, you know what? I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I do find that women are more inclined to go to therapy than a man is. We, we will quickly go and seek some help outside of whatever, you know, just talking to your girlfriends, as opposed to your man. the man will just be like, nah, I'm just gonna tough this thing out, or I'm gonna go to the gym. Nigel, mm -hmm. or, or read a book. Yeah, so I and I was gonna say like um. Well, first I, I was gonna talk about this a little later, but I think I'm hearing it a lot. So, well, first of all, to, um, today it's a little bit different now in terms of access to therapy. Yes, um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I would say the access to therapy is a little different now. Um, due to technology, right? You can right. log into an app, <laughs> and you know, and and be connected uh, with a therapist. Um, but the, but the same um, th things that we're talking about still does hold, right? Um, right. And with women being um, open to therapy historically, um, just in general, like the f the founded the founders of therapy, which are white men, right? Um, uh, women were the first were the first um, clients, you know. So the first was the study of um, hysteria, of uh, you know, hysteria mm. who are like falling out and fainting, and what they discovered through talk therapy is that a lot of these uh, women actually had um, experiences of sexual trauma. So like women were the first, you know, to really um, be, you know, analyzed their issues. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just, you know, I think that it, it has, it. Or, and either one of you could really answer that, but do you think that it has a lot to do or anything to do with black men and the distrust of therapy and therapists because they're white men or white women and very few black men that they could even talk to. Sometimes black women, but do black men bring their problems to black women, you know? So I wanted to ask about that. 
So I see you eager to answer. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> First of all, with all due respect, Nigel is the, the is the the clinical um, professional, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So so I definitely want to speak as if he he has more data than I do. But prior, when you and I spoke about this, I spoke to probably about twenty five men, black mm. men. And I, I got, I got, I think the consensus is that I got, and I spoke to professional men. Uh, I spoke to PhD level men. I spoke to men like myself, street education and, you know, uh, the things that the various uh, entrepreneurial um, backgrounds. And I think trust is number, probably the, tr- the trust factor and the stereotype of weakness, I think are the two biggest reasons why black men don't seek therapy however black men view therapy differently than i think the other people in the population what i mean is i have a friend fulan fulan for instance in his mind and as far as he's concerned when he has a problem he's gonna call me he's gonna call Mm -hmm. nigel and we're gonna Mm -hmm. talk about this and that is therapy for him yeah He's much more comfortable, even though I don't have a degree and or Nigel might have a degree. It doesn't matter. I'm going to call somebody that I can relate to, somebody that I can trust, somebody who understands where I'm coming from. Now, I'm a proponent. I believe in therapy. I have certain issues, but I believe in therapy. But even myself, I'm not necessarily eager to go speak to a 70 year old white man. Right. Or a woman or a woman woman. for that matter. Right. So but I think, but also, but that makes me um think about kind of the image of what we have of therapy. So, right. Historically, right. These, these are what they, this is what they look like. White, older yes. women or men. Right. Um, But today, 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 in 2021, it's much different. Um, it is much different, we, but how, we, how, do, I think, how do people find, if you don't have insurance, that's another issue. Mm-hmm. Insurance. insurance. Right. I have yeah. a yeah. pay for it. Yeah, I mean, I've been working at my company for 20 years. They may not get no plugs here, but I worked for them for 20 years. <laughs> so insurance is not an issue for me. And I've actually gone to therapy. Mm-hmm. I've gone to family therapy. I've gone to relationship therapy. And I've gone to individual therapy. Yeah. And I'm thinking now about going to therapy. Um, because I think therapy affords an outlet that sometimes as black men we just don't have mm-hmm. i personally um i lost my mother a few years ago may allah be pleased with her and i lost someone who was like my father he was an imam he was like my dad and they were my outlet mm-hmm. they right. really were my outlet i could talk to this man about anything like i could talk to my, my father i lost my father 30 years ago so i grew up without a i was 20 years old 21 years old yeah, I just told my age. I was 21 years old when I, when I lost my dad. And you did a math. Okay, but, um, like, damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in that time, I have actually, I have, again, I grew up with my father, right? Lost him at a certain age. And every day since he has passed, I have needed my father. There are things that I just did not talk. I didn't get a chance to go through and learn with my dad because, you know, he died. I was a relatively young guy. I wasn't a kid, 
but I was a very I was a very immature young man. Literally, actually, five weeks after my father died, I went to prison. Mm. And I've always, wow! I've always attached yep. his death and my grieving mm-hmm. when he died. Yep. Yo, I, even though I had my mother, even though I had my brother, sister, I just felt like yo, I don't have nothing. I don't have my dad. Yeah, yeah because that's the night. That's the night. This the night in shining armor. Yes, yeah. and I didn't even realize how much I needed him at that time. I, I didn't realize how much I needed him. Mm-hmm. I've I, I've had some phenomenal people in my life, but you know. I understand that loss because I lost my mother at 28 and it has a lot to do with not being ready. Right. I wasn't ready mm-hmm. to be without her either because I certainly wasn't prepared enough. You know, I, I got lost. ready. Absolutely. I got I ready, lost. but it wasn't. Yeah. And Nigel, you were going to say something? Yeah. Um. So I think it was Jerome. I think I saw the comment flash on um for Jerome. About, yeah, I wanted to address that too. Yeah. yeah, so that um going black men going to the barbershop or to you right. know, those yeah. um this is our form of therapy too. Um and that is that is very true. And also though too though that there are certain situations. I think there was an article during 2020 that talk about how men, you know, because in 2020, when, when everything got shut down, everything slowed down. So you had to sit with yourself. With yourself. Sit with your stuff, right? So what, what they found was that, you know, men were actually seeking other men for like real emotional support. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and sometimes, but sometimes in those spaces in the barbershops or the sports bar or that sort of thing, if you had a sports bar, with a friend, you know, you're you're socializing, but you're not really talking about talking your issues, about right. Stuff, right? Right. So, but during this time in 2020, you know, it had really opened up um, you know, for uh, for men to really be in support with one another. Um, so and and so maybe um therapy is not for everyone, but there's so many support groups which I'll um share. Um, there's so many support groups for men um, that in, in a group setting, it doesn't even have to be, you know, you know, you're paying someone, you know, it could be right. support. If so I can piggyback awesome with Nigel, you mm-hmm. were speaking about the barbershop and it just made me think, um, I think in our community, two of the most valuable places growing up mm-hmm. are the barbershop and believe it or not, the corner. There was mm-hmm. a time yeah. when I grew up, the corner was very important, right? On the corner, you actually, Outside of your house, on the corner, you saw respectable men uh, lingering, talking, and you also saw dudes that's on the block. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the corner, the corner was um, was the first form of social media, just like yeah. the barbershop. Those those places actually act acted as uh, forms of social media in our community. Now, the barbershop is a really unique place. Because depending on the age mm. of the patrons will determine the value of that shop. Got it. Good, mm. good point. Yeah. So makes sense. Me, I'm 35 today. So oh, when I go nice. to the barbershop, I mean, I don't <laughs> ever go to the barbershop anymore. But when I used to go to the barbershop, most of the barbers were my peer group. Mm. So mm-hmm. the things we spoke about, um, and we spoke in code, right? Because even though you're still, you, this is your peer group and, and you're, you're getting information, you're still speaking in code. You're mm-hmm. not really exposing too many of your vulnerabilities 
But yeah. you will speak about those things that black men are vulnerable to. Mm -hmm. But you're not, not exposing yours. Mm -hmm. And not solutions. But there's no solutions there. We're just talking. So, and, and I, feel, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think solutions are there. I think, you I think, think so. Okay. I, about, I'm not in the barbershop with you guys. So that's, yeah, I think, speak to that. I think, I think there were solutions. Again, it depends on the peer group, right? Mm -hmm. My peer group, for instance, I'm from East Elmers. There was a real, there was a barbershop called Foreplay. Actually, Chris from, um, Kid and play, play from Kid and Play actually yeah, I remember that opened spot. the barbershop. Mm -hmm. And and uh we had some really, really beautiful men in that barbershop. I have never found a barbershop since mm -hmm. like that barbershop because I could go in there and we could get the neighborhood news, and I could also go in there and get news that was empowering. I could get news that was uh, actually emotionally uplifting, depending on what you were going through. So I just think the barbershop also plays that role. But to get back to um, the topic, really, I think I think one of the things that I found is that people, even though, like you said, Brother Nigel spoke about access, we do have access. But if you don't have insurance, that's a good yeah. Yeah. You don't know. You don't. You, how, how do you get it? So and even 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 the idea of speaking to a therapist on online. I think I think it really depends on where you come from. Yeah. And what you're exposed to. Right. That is going to determine how you engineer even seeking that therapeutic help. I yeah. agree. Can, yeah. I want to add something really quick. I know like with, with the with the brothers talking to each other in the barbershop and things like that. And um, but are you guys really being vulnerable? Are you guys really talking about the trauma, the things that you've experienced, maybe from childhood that you right. might not even recognize is affecting you and how you're moving? Those conversations are great because it's the brotherhood and you're empowering each other, but then you're walking away and then there might be traumas that you haven't addressed right in that setting. So Right, and then in the, in the barbershop setting, you can't sit there, you know, I mean, yeah, you get your haircut. I mean, I don't know, some haircuts, some barbers do haircuts for 30 minutes. Um, But what what are the eyes that you're actually, like, unpacking a lot of stuff? Right. I, not right. really. So, yeah, it is that social. It's very it's cultural. It's social. You got that that space where you could, right, where it's black, it's part of, it's part of black culture, right, to be in, in those spaces, right? But, like, we're talking about, like, addressing, right, like what Michelle said, like addressing like a lot of things that occur. Like, so, I mean, I'm very trauma focused. So like we're talking about trauma, for example, right. which which follows us. Throughout our lives. In the spaces, in the therapeutic setting, you get to unpack. You get to unpack right. some of that stuff, right? And <clears throat> some solutions, right? Want to get a solution, right. Yeah, and, 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 and just so you know, um, solutions that work for you i think that's so important to say even as a, as a therapist like power dynamics is very important in the room so like it's about what works for you um as you're going to therapy what are the solutions that will work for you not the therapist telling you right. <laughs> what to do, right? right we can yeah. all suggest it we could you know but what works for you um so i just wanted to um also add that piece in there too mm -hmm. so, so what can we do oh you wanted to say something before i say it well, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I hear what you guys are saying, but, but I see the barbershop 
in my experiences, I just see it differently. I really do. Okay. And I, and it I may be great for some. And I think one of the reasons is because, again, that's why I said it's the peer group in the barbershop that matters. Mm-hmm. There are barbershops you go to, yo, it's like you're on the block. I mean, you're on the block. And the block I came from, yo, people was getting it in, right? Mm-hmm. So in that environment, yo, everybody's gangster, everybody's tough. Okay, that's different. But the barbershop where you have the mature guy, the men who who are from that class of men that understand what's going on in the community, those quote-unquote OGs, those people, even though they're not therapists, and again, we're talking about black men in therapy. Yes. Right? right. So black men seek and attempt to deal with trauma in a very different way. Mm-hmm. They don't deal with trauma. All you know, I don't know Nigel's background, but the but I know you have a clinical background. So you view trauma very differently than my brother views trauma. Right? Yeah. Oftentimes, so, we don't even is, know that right. it is trauma. Well, that's right. So, and I think that's that's the point. So, like, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to be like, <laughs> you know, like this, um, this promoter, right? Of like, my profession. I love my profession, you know. Um, but you know, it, there, there's a but with trauma, you know, there's a prof- with with someone who is a professional, they're able to see, you know the trauma in that person and really know how to pinpoint and address certain things. Right. Um, um, And I think we have to go back to the first um, statistics that Michelle and Shay opened up where we're talking about like, you know, numbers. We're talking about suicide um, for men, black men in America. Right. So if we look, I mean, so that's our experience and I, and I, and I could relate to black Russian. Like I, I know that experience of being in a barbershop in those spaces and having that support and that social, you know, that social space that's that's important for our community. But just overall, though, there is there is something to be said about those numbers. Mm-hmm. So, which, which only suggests, you know, make us suggest have and have these questions around like what is happening. Um, and so, is it that right? Black men are not are not. Are are lacking yeah. services, and they are. We are lacking. We don't have. We don't have the resources. We don't right. have, and it's needed. It's needed. Mm-hmm. So um, how do how do? Because again, for me, this comment is very important. What this brother just said. Yes. Austin. Um, yeah. Austin. Yeah. Right. So you know, he he's actually a black man, and and um, kudos to him for making that comment. But the question then, regardless of what, how we view non-traditional therapy, which I guess you know, with the barbershop and those types of peer groups, the gym and churches is non-therapy areas as well. The the challenge is how do, and this is a shameless plug, but but my hats, His Majesty Unlimited. One one of the things I'm always calling, like I could have put anything on this hat. I could have put a chick with a big butt. I could have put something sexual, something about money, but none of those things are uplifting. Right. None of those things call you to who you really are, right? So I, I, I wanted to put something that forced the wearer to be cognizant of, of what they have. They you are. know, you calling you calling a certain energy to yourself. Yep. Absolutely. Right. You walking around talking about you're a queen. Everybody, and it's very trendy now. Everybody says they're a king. Queen, Everybody yes. says they're a queen. But let's talk about that. What exactly does that mean? 
So whether so, or not they really feel that way, because exactly. that's part of the problem is that exactly. you can't put funny. that hat on unless you feel like you really are. Say, a king. When I wear my hat, which I wear often, it makes me, and then I get compliments. I get people looking, I get people saying, and then of course, when you're walking around with it, you have to carry yourself a certain way as well. Let, let me tell you yeah. something. And this is, this is not a shameless plug. I'm not just trying to talk about my business. Man, go on, plug No, that. but this is real. One of the things, for every hat I sell to men, I sell 10 hats to women. Mm -hmm. You know why that is? Because I have to convince brothers that they're kings. Mm -hmm. I have to wow. convince brothers that they're majestic. Now, they might not admit that, but I have conversations with them. I have conversations. I can't tell you how many people don't understand what I mean by saying his majesty the queen, but women automatically get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They automatically connect with being a queen. And just think about this. Women automatically connect with going and speaking to people. I got a problem. Hey, sister, let's talk about it. Whether we going, we're going to have this church therapy or we're going to go seek a professional therapist. Whereas mm -hmm. men, we they just have. have a certain, there's something that is clogging us. There's mm -hmm. something that the is preventing stigmas. us from, from embracing the very things that will empower us, the very things that will help us be majestic. And I can definitely recognize, and I do believe it is associated with our seeking help. The mm -hmm. idea that right, I need right. help somehow is a negative um, connotation. Con connotation mm -hmm. to it. I'm, I'm weak. weak. Oh, the I'm thing is, I'm weak. with therapy, though, so therapy is like lit like a journey. It is a journey to uncover. It is a journey to uncover your stuff. And then right. good, bad, or indifferent. It's a journey. So, and, um, and right, and we talked about, you know, the haves and haves now who can afford and which is very a, a real situation it's a real situation Absolutely. um but just to get back to that but therapy is a is a space for you to uncover and you know i i i mean in my experience um and just i mean i don't know i mean social media right as we know is such a huge um huge uh space to really get connected with folks like they are so i mean i'm i know <laughs> a lot of black clinicians in the field black clinicians who are, you know, who are trauma informed? Who are who are doing radical therapy? Like we're talking about therapy that's like that has nothing, you know, that does not really that does not um, incorporate the system, you know. Right, right. Have, you know, we the have, distrusted system. We have because right. that's part of the problem is that you got to come at it from a different angle. Yeah. In order and for yeah. black men to even consider it. So yeah. I wanted to um, give you an opportunity to, to address Gregory's question that he had on here. And then what I really want to talk about, what can we do as right. um, just not just as black women, but just the BIPOC of us all, what can we do to bring this to the forefront, have it be normal conversation across the dinner table and to take away some of that stigmatism. That, 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 at your, next, at, your next, at your next family gathering, mm -hmm. at your barbershop, at your wherever space you are. Hey, are you in therapy? Like, oh, what do you think about therapy? Have normalized <laughs> those conversations. And you, they don't have to be, but just talk about it. Talk, talk about, about it. it. I, I really think that, I, I really think the key, the crux of a lot of 
our issues start in the home. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My mother, who I loved dearly, and if my older brother sees this, he, you know, I'm probably gonna have a problem. My mother was the type of woman, a woman from the South, that if she wanted your opinion, she would tell you. Yes. Did you hear me? My grandmother. If yes. she wanted your opinion, she would tell you. I remember the first time, I'm going to tie this up. I remember the first time I disagreed with my mother. It was a problem. I was about oh. 17 years old. I was about 16 years old. It was a you real don't do problem. That. Not in the black right? home. So the, why, why am I saying that? I have a daughter. One of the things I try to do with my daughter is let her know that she has a voice. Right. Even though I'm your parent, you still have a voice. Yeah. And that has been sometimes problematic because giving somebody that is empowering, but she doesn't know how to use it. So, right. so it's, it's, it verges between disrespect. Right. You know, so she's struggling with, well, what exactly does that mean? Can I really mm -hmm. trust my dad with this? Mm -hmm. What does that have to do with how we fix it? Because in the black family, oftentimes we are taught to disregard how we feel. We mm -hmm. are taught yes. that our voice is not as powerful as it is because by voicing it, it's disrespectful. From mm -hmm. young, exactly. From young. Yes. So I think part of the, and we carry that, right? So I think Absolutely. part of it is that we have to, in our families, we have to have communication that is, is normal. No matter what the feeling being expressed is. We have to have respect without question, but mm -hmm. the ability to voice ourselves has to be embraced. Yeah. Because part of the reason we have trauma, part of the reason we don't seek things out is because we are taught to stifle our voices. Oh yeah. And now we're Which the is a trauma in itself. Which now is trauma the, in and of itself. And now we are the adults because we all come from that generation of do yeah. as I say, do as, do as I say, not as I do. Yes. And mm -hmm. you are not allowed to speak unless spoken to. So now we're the product of that. And we are the ones that need to be the first line to change the narrative. And as Black Russian mentioned with his daughter, being that parent that allows right. the yep. conversation. So that Absolutely. is definitely. I don't know um, how successful I am, but I'm. that's what I'm You are, about. because you know why? Even if you're not seeing it, she's getting it. She's hearing you. Yeah. She's hearing you. She's so hearing the, and you. so that's what I'm saying. Even We even never know when, when you're black. a parent. You no. don't know what the hell is going on with hell. them. Right. So yeah. don't feel bad. So, but even in that, um, Majesty, like, so making, just doing that, make, I mean, you know, there is, right, you know, she's definitely going to respect you, but, right, but giving her that space, you know, to have a voice, right, that, that, that's just it. Like, we could, there's little things that we could do on our own to change the narrative. So, like, like to my point before, simply as asking, like, hey, I, right. you, you, have, you know, you, you're saying a lot and, I, and I'm, I'm supporting you. You ever been to therapy? You ever you ever, in, you ever thought about going to therapy? Like normalize asking that the question. Normalize I agree. It, right. Um, it's because then, it's easy to sit amongst and it, yeah, Kenya just said me and her. We were just talking about this earlier, and just with women, we sit, we talk, we have the sisterhood, the sister circle. We cry and we, and we cry. Mm -hmm. We bring all that. We emotions, get it out, but we don't talk about therapy. Mm -hmm. 
because the therapy is us. Yeah, but I just it's about I just, not airing your dirty laundry because my mother made me the only household that knew what was going on. Was it was Michelle. <laughs> can I, can I, this that, comment? This comment. This brother left a comment saying, even with insurance, you can't afford therapy. So here's the thing, right? Right. That's true. Right. Again, mm. the access, cost, access, cost, and stigma. Those, right. I think, are the three no, that's biggest it. factors. Major. How, I'll, now, I'll, now, hold on. And again, I spoke with about 20 men, 25 men over the past week. This one brother, two brothers were PhD holders. And they were like, I ain't going to therapy. I'm going to call my boy. Mm. Right? Mm. So I think part of the issue is there is a stigma that is just associated with therapy. And, and earlier I spoke about the economic component. When I was in school, Atlanta, the two biggest places for therapists per capita were New York City and Atlanta. Mm -hmm. For white people, it was New York City. For black people, it was Atlanta. I don't know if that's still the same numbers, but this was, was the numbers. Mm -hmm. Because in Atlanta, when people get to about $70,000, 60 to 70000 they go get a therapist. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, I I'm going to challenge, though, like, for, like, you know, there are, there is a way, there's a, there's a thing, you know, where we can prioritize our mm -hmm. needs, right? right? So mental, so therapy is like self-care. When you gotta pay, it's self-care, right? When you gotta pay your copay for your yeah, doctor visit, it, it's the same, it's the same equivalent. So well, let's talk to you the people can, who don't have insurance, can. Nigel. Huh? Talk to the people who don't, have, don't have the insurance. So insurance, um, no insurance, right? No, so right. there, there are people there are therapists that offer sliding uh, fee scales. So like it, you you just tell them what your income is, what you can afford. And there are therapists that will work with you and, and will be able to charge whatever or may not, you know, or may not charge, you know, uh, but you have to, but also you have to be vulnerable as well to, to share that, you know, to right. act. And that's the thing. You know? Some people don't want to say, I don't have the money. Right. They'd rather not say that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because they again, suffering I, see, silence, I, though. But you because know, it's black it's culture, true. black culture. Listen, we love each. I, we love each other, but American black culture. But yo, I, the, 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 there's so much trauma in just being an American black person, right? Absolutely. When you look at the history of everything black people have gone through, we are incredibly untrusting. Look at how we're dealing with the COVID vaccination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have not taken the vaccine. I'm not mm -hmm. interested in taking it. I'm not I'm not convinced Me I should either. take the vaccine, right? <laughs> it's four people here. I don't I don't know if you're willing to. I'm willing to talk about my personal stuff, so I don't know if you are. But I have not is, taken the vaccine. Yeah, okay, right. And so that is part right. of it because <laughs> so three out of three of us <laughs> have it and one has black people are just uh, when it comes we view certain things within the system so mm -hmm. so kudos to regardless of what we think of him kudos to charlemagne for instance mm -hmm. because charlemagne mm -hmm. is one of the biggest black urban voices or one of the biggest voices right. in urban radio yep. calling black men to therapy yeah. saying hey, yes this is this is an example of trauma as a result of the trauma we need therapy right mm -hmm. 
Somebody has to talk about it. And these conversations, right, like we're having right now, are important. And we need to continue. We need to normalize this. So um, that. Go ahead. I'm Nigel. sorry. I'm also going to. I'm going to. Uh, what well, I'm going to connect with you two after because um, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure there are clinics. You know, I think there are clinics in New York City that offer. You know, for folks that don't have insurance, so I'll find that info out okay. and share with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, next week when we get on, we are also talking about um, the younger generation and um, the school system and supporting them from, you know, grade school all the way up until right. college with um, mental health overall. And so if you oh, provide that information, um, when yeah. we go into the third segment of this program, we'll bring that on Absolutely. as well. So I would definitely appreciate that. I think this conversation has been truly phenomenal. Absolutely. And we two have yeah, come yeah. on and really been um, very influential in getting this information out, helping us to have our viewers, um, you know, just start the dialogue. And and that's yes. really what it is about is talking uh, talking about it. That, that is the it. first thing. Um, conversation. Absolutely. We've already gone over our hour because you guys are just the bomb in we, that and way. We, can't stop. <laughs> we have to keep going because good. But um, <laughs> I wish I didn't have the uh, technical difficulties earlier. It's all good though, but it's all good. Yeah, no, no, man. What you brought to the table was dropping all those so, nuggets, so you know. <laughs> I wanted. I know you talked about your your brand, but I want to give you the opportunity to just um, say your social media handles again and talk about where they can find your products. Um, I should have a website in the next thirty days. My website will be up. But my social media. My social media. <laughs> <laughs> is um at his majesty unlimited on instagram that's my hat page mm -hmm. and also at black russian that's b-l-a-c-k-r-u-s-h-n if you hashtag that you can even hashtag his majesty the king her majesty the queen um, but again it's at his majesty unlimited you can find my hats and you can find me at black russian on instagram facebook twitter and um, but if I could speak about the hats, um, no, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like all right already with the hats. Jesus Christ! Y'all had right Talk about the hats. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, see, I the got hats, my hats. See, I got my hats. These, these I got hats. more upstairs. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> you know, within you know, everybody has certain inalienable and God-given attributes, right? And oftentimes we end up looking outside of ourselves yes. for the things that will mm -hmm. actually uplift us. And those things are within ourselves. Mm -hmm. One of those things is community. The idea that we all can right. get on here and have this dialogue and I, I'm not ashamed, yo, I've gone through it all. I've done it all. There's, yo, I've done it all. I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done. Um, part of that is because in com in community, I've I've spoken to people. I have been able to ex be vulnerable with people. I have been able to take advice. I've been able to fall and get up. All of those things are are things that play a role in you being your majestic self, you rising to royalty, you being the best that you could be. You know, I say that it's not a hat; it's a crown. And like you said earlier, Michelle, the reality is when you wear this hat, people are looking at you. People are questioning you. Hey, what yeah. makes you a queen? Yes. Who's the queen? What exactly does that mean? I am. 
Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, don't I am. It's not. It has nothing to do with. It has nothing to do with monetary value. Right. Right. And that that's the key. It's not about how much money you have or how much land you have. It's 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 about being in tune with yourself, being in tune with those God given attributes, and doing what you need to do to be your best self, to be your Absolutely. majestic self. And seeking therapy for some people is something that can help rein them back in. Absolutely. Again, I'm a Muslim, so I have a spiritual connection as well. Mm-hmm. But these, these are things, and th- those are just some of the things of, of what the hat is about. So make yeah. sure you cop that hat. This has his majesty. I got all kind of flavors. Yeah. And actually, you know, I, I, need, I need a t-shirt to go with my hat. Actually, actually, mm-hmm. I got t-shirts. I'm actually working on t-shirts. Girl, right he now. won't never stop talking if he got a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm actually well, working on t-shirts right now. Um, I'm just I kidding. I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, we love you. I'm rude. You know that. We love you. But I well, appreciate it. But it's definitely coming. They definitely coming. Okay, yeah, but. I think just to re- just to cap off as well. Just what you're saying is like you know, of course, you know, you know, ther- therapy is great, and I think also we have to also yes, definitely consider that we have our community, our support systems, our support yes. systems also help us to thrive and help us to you know to that's important you know too. to be you know uh, connected and and helping us to uh, to go about our lives um, that are often challenging. Um, so yeah, so you see my. Yes, uh, I Instagram, email me if you have any questions. I am open to connecting. So please, please. thank you. Because oh, people, I think our listeners need to have a place because that's one of the problems. Is like, where do you go to get not just a therapist, but a black male therapist? Black like, male we don't we want to be like, I want to talk to a black man about yeah. this. How do you find one? And that's part right. of the problem. So, um, thank you for being open to people reaching out to you. Um, anything else you would like to say before we? Well, you know, we got before we I'll let them go, we need a personal affirmation. We we over our time, but we already over, so it doesn't matter. Everybody's rocking with us. We need a personal affirmation. We ask all our guests, what is your personal affirmation that enlightens, empowers, encourages, or entertains? It could be something funny. It could be something that you live by every single day. Go and get it to us. Russian, go ahead, don't get quiet. You, you, you. I, I know he's around. So my personal affirmation, you know, is every day I'm striving to be my majestic self. Yes. Right. Um, that does not mean, listen, I can't front on you, man. I have really hard days. Hmm? I have really so hard do I. days. I, you know. I want to add that too. I, I have, I have, I have really hard days. Absolutely. And yep. and they are not. It's not always what you would interpret as a problem, right? Mm. I I, mm. I have a job. I have a really really great job, right? I'm 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 on my way out of the job. But for years and for a long time, because of the other aspirations I've had, I've always looked at having this job as a failure. Mm, wow. Even though some people would be so happy to have what you have, yeah, right? But right? I get that. I totally so, get that. So for me, 
it's, it's, it's very important that I remind myself to be my majestic self. Listen, my hat, I'm not trying to plug the hat, but my hat has so much meaning. No, I'm serious. It really has a tremendous amount of meaning. There's actually, there's actually real quick, there's a video on YouTube. A friend of mine did. We were having a talk, and he actually made it a video, and it's called The Only Black Russian or something like that. And I I'm talking about this personal affirmation thing. But again, in a nutshell, it's about being your majestic self. Be your majestic self. I love it. I love Be it. Be your majestic self. Nigel? Nigel. Mine is very simple, but if you don't succeed, try. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. I love it. I love it too. I love it. I love it. We got to keep pushing, right? I, I appreciate you guys for even considering to have me. Oh my goodness, you're yes, in so dynamic. You. We love you so and appreciate awesome. you both for coming and we on. We appreciate you guys and just our brothers in general. We know the struggle for you guys out here in this world is is it's crazy. And we love y'all and we just want to encourage back, and uplift all our brothers. Absolutely. And you just got one more shameless plug. I take pictures, his majesty <laughs> photos. <laughs> That's why we got a photo so, shoot yes. next Sunday. <laughs> I just, yes. wanted to say, I just wanted to say, black man, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to Absolutely. be loved. Absolutely. You deserve to be held. You deserve to be angry. You deserve to be sad. You deserve to heal. Like, that's, that's, that's right. I, I love that. Come through that with the affirmations. That. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I speak for myself. Yes. So, love y'all so much. Thank, thank you so both. much for being here. Thank and, you. Um, all right, we'll talk, with you, gonna, guys talk with you guys soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, thanks. Wow, that was powerful. It was, and I know we're over time, and I'm so glad that our viewers yes. are still with us because that information was necessary. invaluable. It was yeah. necessary. Yes, and it was. it's a good thing. It was great. It was um, but I'm, I'm and I don't want to just um, you know move on to the next thing. But next week's topic is just as powerful. We're really looking at our younger younger generation, um, the millennials that we don't quite understand, and a lot of what they're dealing with. Um, they're going through um, mm -hmm. COVID, isolation, depression, um, abuse at home because they're locked up in the households with. Right. COVID, there's so much going on. And um, just looking at the school system, which is one of the places that they're in all day long and where to go for them when it comes to needing help, even right. um, educational problems that they may be having. So um, be with us next Sunday as well. Absolutely. Um, you guys we'll know be where on at eight. Us. We'll be here eight o'clock. You be here. Tell them where we at. Tell them where you know we, we are. Let me tell you where we are. Tell them where we at. Where we at? <laughs> we are on all social media platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch at Conversations with My Cuz. We are on iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm leaving. Period. Out. Is that it? I think so. We everywhere. We everywhere. <laughs> and also, guys, send your questions. Let me ask my cuz. Yes. At conversations with my cuz at gmail.com. Send those questions in. Send those questions in. Keep them coming so we can get on here. We're not therapists, but we got some life experiences that we can share with you guys. And we can answer some of those questions that you might have. 
at so, your own risk. And we're going to be having a new, a Sorry. little couple new, you see, you <laughs> we're going to have a couple little twists coming soon, but I don't want to talk about it yet until we have everything in place. But it's something regarding calling in. You might, you might be able to swing that a little bit. But yeah, we'll let you guys know about that soon enough. Just keep following us. And if you don't follow us, go follow us now. Tell your friends to follow us. Go share, share, share. Y'all need share, to go share. right on our YouTube and subscribe right if you now, haven't. How about and that? Share this video to your page right now. Yes. Not right now. Later, but right now. But right now. But as always, this is an amazing show. I always end with the quote. And the quote that I have today is actually by the actress Glenn Close. And she says, What mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, and more unashamed conversations. I love it. Until next week, peace and love. Peace and love.